part of what we do is we focus on like positive affirmations and making sure that you're treating yourself the way that you would like your little child, like Kingston, if he did something bad, it's not like you would yell at him and say something mean. So don't do that to yourself. You know, you wouldn't do that to your pet, your best friend, your baby. So treat yourself that same way. Then you do have to work on rewiring them. And usually it's some sort of therapy. I really like EMDR. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? It's because we burn through the super mineral so quickly. Now, this powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 600 reactions in the body. Now, it is your best friend if you need more energy, better sleep, a faster metabolism, improved digestion, and not to mention happier periods. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my essentially whole magnesium restore supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code podcast and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com slash magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. A very important truth that I learned about my own health journey and by working with many women over the years is that a thyroid issue, especially hypothyroid, which is the majority of cases, is almost always connected to an adrenal issue, meaning low thyroid function goes hand in hand with experiencing chronic stress. And this connection has always been in the back of my mind because I know that an autoimmune condition like Hajimoto's thyroiditis never fully goes away. Yes, you can get your antibody levels into remission, but you can also experience a lapse at any time, especially when you're under a lot of stress. And recently, I took on too much. And because of that, I started to sacrifice a lot of sleep to get it all done. For the last three to four weeks, I told myself that the later nights and the crappy sleep was going to be short-lived, but the consequences have not been worth it. Unforeseen family issues have come up, friends and family have been staying over at our home, and my workload doubled, all while trying to play full out as a mama and a partner. By the end of March, I was feeling so burned out I really started to wonder if any of it was worth it. So I immediately got real clear about my self-care and I scaled back a lot of things because I knew the road I was going down was not only gonna mess with my energy levels, but eventually it would significantly flare up my Hajimoto's thyroiditis. Now I can say for the last month, that burnout experience really stunk. It's hard to feel under-resourced and it's hard to feel no resilience because you have nothing left in the tank, right? Especially when you want to show up for the people that matter most and for the projects that you are super passionate about. Now, I know that there are a lot of women out there who are feeling a bit like me right now and would love to know how to support their adrenal health and their energy levels while navigating through life. And that's why the timing of this conversation with Dr. Isabella Wentz is so perfect. Over the years, Dr. Isabella has been treating people with Hajimoto's thyroiditis and low thyroid function, and alongside has also provided protocols to address adrenal issues because she has seen the connection over and over and over again. And her newest book that's going to literally release next week is fully devoted to her experience in healing adrenal issues for thousands of people. 
and it's literally called the Adrenal Transformation Protocol. Now, before I welcome Isabella, who's one of my dearest friends onto the show, I would love to sing her praises. Dr. Isabella Wentz is a compassionate, innovative, and solution-focused integrative pharmacist dedicated to finding root causes of chronic health conditions. Her passion stems from her own diagnosis with Hajimoto's thyroiditis back in 2009, following a decade of debilitating symptoms. As an accomplished author, Dr. Wentz has written several best-selling books, including the New York Times bestseller, Hajimoto's Thyroiditis, Lifestyle Interventions for Finding and Treating the Root Cause, and the protocol-based number one New York Times bestseller, Hajimoto's Protocol, a 90-day plan for reversing thyroid symptoms and getting your life back. Now, her latest book, again, releasing next week, The Adrenal Transformation Protocol, is designed to help you get over feeling burned out and to heal the stress response system so that you are living a life that you love. Without further ado, let's welcome her to the show. Hello, Dr. Isabella Wins-Honey. How are you doing today, girl? By the way, you look so good in your sweater. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Marisa. You know, you're my style inspiration. You had these super cute sweaters with your family on Instagram. And I was like, I need these for our family. And so these were our Christmas sweaters. And Michael, our son, Dimitri, and we all wore them. We actually took our Santa pictures with these sweaters on. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Gosh, a while ago that it was the holidays and, you know, we were all celebrating those times. And now here we are heading into the spring. We just literally had the spring equinox, I believe yesterday. And you have a book coming out like literally right now. And it's on a topic that, you know, you and I have both have our own journeys, you know, in terms of healing our adrenals and healing our stress levels, all that, but also, you know, helping women to really, because I would say that the majority of people are going to read this book are probably women, um, because the majority of women who, majority of people who have Hajimoto's and adrenal issues are often women, but how to heal our adrenals that are a direct connection to not only how our body works and thrives, but also how our thyroid thrives. And so I'd love to know kind of what was the inspiration after you have focused so much on Hajimoto's thyroiditis, what was the motivation or inspiration to wanting to shift focus over to your adrenals? Sure. So it isn't necessarily a shift. It's going into a deeper talking about the things we need to do to heal thyroid issues. So I would say in my personal experience with clients, as well as within my own body living in it, 90% of people will have some degree of adrenal dysfunction when they have a thyroid issue. And our stress hormone cortisol and our thyroid hormones have a very intimate feedback loop system. So whenever a person is hypothyroid, their body will actually compensate by keeping cortisol around longer. And what happens is people will feel like with the cortisol energy, right, that they get from cortisol is different than like a healthy thyroid energy when our body is in balance. And so they'll feel kind of anxious and something will be off and that maybe they'll be putting on more weight, especially in their midline. And they'll go to see their doctors and they're like, what's going on with me? I don't know what's happening. And if they're fortunate, they'll be diagnosed with a thyroid condition. If they're not fortunate, they'll be, you know, on this journey to trying to find answers for many years. When people do get diagnosed with hypothyroidism, Many times they're recommended to take a thyroid medication, which can be very, very helpful, but it can also be tricky just balancing the thyroid gland without focusing on the adrenals. And I find a lot of women will say like, I started on thyroid hormones because I was hypothyroid. And here I thought all of my symptoms were going to get better. So 
some things got a little bit better, but then things got worse with time. And now I actually feel more tired and more sluggish than I did. And I thought like, okay, maybe I need to get my dose adjusted, but then they'd go back to their doctor and their thyroid levels would be fine. And it's like, well, what's going on? And what happens is thyroid hormone, when we take it, it can um, unmask an issue with cortisol dysfunction and adrenal dysregulation because cortisol actually, when we don't have enough thyroid hormone on board, it sticks around in the body longer to compensate. And then when we optimize our thyroid function, then the cortisol clearance increases back to normal. And sometimes the person is left with their thyroid balance, but then unmasking like that adrenal issue. And so a lot of times I'll say more than 90% of the clients that I've worked with will have some degree of adrenal dysfunction. We have to focus on adrenals to get you feeling good with a thyroid condition. Then on the flip side of that, I've had some clients who come to me and they're like, I have a thyroid condition. I have all these symptoms and yet they don't actually have like the markers for Hashimoto's antibodies. They have done an ultrasound and their thyroid gland is normal. Their TSH maybe is a little bit off or maybe it's still within normal range. But what's happening in their bodies is because they're producing too much cortisol or have some pattern of cortisol dysregulation and stress perception, their body is producing too much of a thyroid hormone known as reverse T3, which then gets into our thyroid receptors and blocks thyroid hormone from activating them. And so this person ends up being like hypothyroid without actually having a thyroid condition. And sometimes like both can happen, right? So you can have a person with the cortisol pattern and with Hashimoto's and all the things happening at once. So big, big connection for feeling unwell and having that brain fog fatigue is, is making sure your stress response is addressed. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I see this as well with anyone I've been working with that almost every time if there's a thyroid issue, there's an adrenal issue, including myself. I would be a great, a great N of one, <laughs> you know, looking at that, you know, I knew that I needed to address my adrenals when at the same time, honestly, I knew I needed to address my adrenals well before I knew I had a thyroid issue. That is for sure. But I know that a lot of women are having adrenal issues, even if they don't have a thyroid issue. Yeah, I think that there are more women struggling with adrenal issues probably than are struggling with a thyroid issue. And so I know that the new book that you have coming out is specifically addressing this piece of the puzzle. Would this be beneficial to any woman, you know, whether they've got a thyroid issue or not? So absolutely. I've worked with people with chronic health conditions. So people that have Hashimoto's or like chronic fatigue syndrome or autoimmunity. These are kind of like the, the people that I've specialized working in. But um, And I've released my adrenal transformation program to over 3,500 people now. But then as more people started hearing about it and they started referring their friends, they were like, well, I don't have Hashimoto's, but can I join your program? Or, you know, I asked, I told my friend about this program because she doesn't have a thyroid issue, but she's got a lot of these patterns. So like the brain fog, the fatigue, the libido issues, the trouble with sleep, mood swings, anxiety, and just kind of kind of these patterns of unwell that are very much associated with adrenal issues. And so these people have benefit from the program as well. So I'm like, you know, I felt like I've helped so many people with serious health issues get better with real diagnoses, but this book can also help people with who maybe don't have a diagnosis and maybe they're like searching for answers and they're going to doctors and getting testing done. And they know something is off because we always know our bodies best, but their doctor is like testing them and nothing is coming up. It's 
probably um, if you're having the symptoms we just mentioned, maybe you there's a good chance that you are in this stress response where your adrenal function is dysregulated. Could we even go as far as to say that if you're going to your doctor and you're saying to them, you feel stressed, <laughs> that this book could really be helping you? And I know that, what is it, 98% of people who go to their doctor, their primary are reporting stress in their life. And also we have a really difficult time actually giving, you know, adrenal fatigue and adrenal issues a diagnosis. And so I feel like a lot of people do get the runaround when it comes to going to their doctor. Is there a way that we can assess whether this is a protocol that we need? So definitely, if you are going to your doctor and you're asking them to test your adrenals, you should be aware that they might test for something like Addison's disease, which is not the same thing that we're talking about. People that are working with integrative practitioners might do something like a saliva test or a urine Dutch test that can be very helpful. Now, for me, it's always tricky because I've been educating about this for 10 years where people will say, I can't find a doctor to test me for adrenal dysfunction, adrenal fatigue. Then they're like, they find the doctor, but the doctor's too expensive. And then it's like, they find the doctor, they pay their fees, but the tests are too expensive because they're not covered on insurance. And finally, like they pay for the tests, but the feedback they get and the recommendations Maybe they can't follow them or they have a reaction to them. You know, they're not helped by, by the protocols. And so I wanted to come up with a way for people to be able to assess themselves. And you really can do that by looking at your symptoms. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and frazzled, and many of us are, if you're having trouble falling asleep at night, if you're feeling like wired but tired and kind of jumpy and you're stuck in that fight or flight mode, you're having trouble with bright lights, maybe you've gone through a stressful time in your life, you're craving salt, you're maybe addicted to caffeine, or maybe you're relying on wine to help you wind down at night. Maybe you're somebody that stands up and feels faint. These are all potential symptoms that you might have adrenal dysfunction. And part of why you and I do what we do is we want to make sure that we can impact lots of people. Like we don't necessarily want to just help people one-on-one -on -one in clinics. Um, I think there's so many great protocols working with a practitioner that can be helpful, but I know you and I are always looking at ways to empower people to take charge of their own health. So the beauty of my protocols is that like, no matter what stage of adrenal dysfunction you have, they focus on shifting your body out of that survival mode into thriving. Let's talk about survival mode. Gosh, kind of what I've noticed is that, especially when it comes to our, you know, our stress hormones, our stress response system, and really our overall hormones, when I'm looking at female physiology, is that this modern day life that we're living is just not conducive to a healthy hormone balance, healthy stress response system. And so I find that, you know, us just trying to do all the things, you know, check all the boxes, be the best moms we can be, be the best partners we can be just lends to kind of over-responding of the stress response system. Is that kind of what, talk to me about how is it that we're lending ourselves here? So sure. So when we think about what our body's body is always trying to do, it's helping us survive, right? And it's adapting to our environment. And we end up in this like dysfunctional stress response because of adaptive physiology. When our body senses stress, it wants to help us out. So let's say our body is sensing a famine, right? So our ancient genes, what would be helpful for our survival if we were in a famine? Oh, I was going to say, hold on to everything we got. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you don't want to have like a really good metabolism, right? Because you want to hold on to every single calorie you can 
So there you go. There's your reverse T3 to make sure that your thyroid hormone isn't burning up your metabolism. So would you want to have a good libido during like a famine? No, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive over here. Right. You'd want to like lay low in your cave, right? And like maybe like wait until like, I don't know, spring where there's like food more readily available. And so when I think about like what we do in modern days, right, is we're essentially sending our ancient genes, these modern messages. And, you know, like our, like, I feel like our genes haven't been downloaded until like 2023. <laughs> um, they haven't gotten the upgrade yet. And so they're getting the message when we're doing things like fasting too much for our bodies or skipping meals or even like over-exercising. It's like, your genes are like, oh my gosh, girl, you don't have enough calories and you're nutrient deficient. You're eating inflammatory foods for you. Man, you must be in a famine. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing that. Or you're on this treadmill all day long. There's must be a ton of bears chasing you, girl. Let me help you out. I'm going to put you into survival mode, right? So that you can produce lots of cortisol. We're not going to think about reproduction. We're not going to think about like good hair. <laughs> We're not going to think about repairing your body. We're just going to help or you Or even digestion. Yeah, like we're going to shut that off. Yeah, we're done with that. We don't need that. We don't need that in our lives. Yeah, the, whether it's the overfasting or it's the undereating or it's the racing from one thing to the next, um, I feel like our body is always kind of queuing up high alert. Um, and so, you know, in, in that process of queuing up this high alert response, Obviously, there's there's steps and pieces, and this is exactly what this book is all about. But can you talk a little bit about what would that first step, what would one of those first steps look like? If indeed, you know, you've got the, you know, average woman who, again, is trying to lose weight, but probably sabotaging herself. She is trying to take care of herself, but man, she's got so many things on her list and her, you know, and, and then she's got a sick toddler or whatever the thing, whatever's going on in her life. Where in this protocol, kind of where do we get started? How do we start? I mean, I guess the first step would be assessment, right? To really know, is this what's going on with me? This is an assessment going through what's going on with you. You go through a list of symptoms that you might be dealing with. Um, I oftentimes recommend for people to think about what in their lives is sending them danger signals. And I mean, there are things that are definitely modifiable. If you have like if you're doing like volunteer work out of the goodness of your heart and it's super stressful to you, but you don't need to be doing it, you can like say like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to volunteer anymore, right? But then there's things that like we have to do, like have our jobs or take care of maybe our babies in the middle of the night that can be stressful for us. And of course you want to be there for them. They need you throughout the night, but it also it's sending stress to our bodies, right? So part of that is to replenish our bodies, thinking through like, what does the body do when it's going through a lot of stress. Typically, we burn a lot of vitamins and nutrients. So I'm looking at like vitamin B and the whole family of B vitamins, vitamin C, we're looking at magnesium and electrolytes. And one of the things we do is we replenish those to help you like kind of get back to baseline and help you recover faster from all of that stress to give you a bit of a clean slate so you're not so depleted magnesium deficiency. I know you and I both love magnesium so much, right? I do. It is something that can cause cramping. It could cause anxiety. It could cause sleep issues. It could cause constipation. So just some, something simple like adding a magnesium into your routine or an Epsom salt bath. If you don't have a bathtub, maybe like an Epsom salt foot soak. Just doing something like that 
can be a really big game changer for a lot of these symptoms. People are like, oh my gosh, I thought I had like an anxiety disorder. Turned out I was just magnesium deficient. Or you think you have hormonal issues or menstrual cramps. And it's like you take magnesium and within like 30 days, you no longer have those issues that you thought you had, right? So that's like a really big thing is to replenish the nutrients that we might be missing and also focusing on sending our body safety signals through like nutrition. So thinking about what are the inputs um, that we're, we're giving our body and how often we're doing those. And are there some critical pieces of nutrition that we could be considering? Is it more what we eat or when we eat? that could be helping us out? Actually, it's both. So really focusing on um, protein and fat throughout the day. Women with adrenal dysfunction tend to be have issues with blood sugar as well. So they might be hypoglycemic. They might have um, too high of blood glucose levels. And I know you and I both love the blood glucose meters, the CGMs that we could wear to kind of dial that in for ourselves. Usually for most people, what that looks like, and they're not required throughout the program, we do give people a plan where we're eating like every two to three hours initially, if we're having a lot of blood sugar swings, a lot of feeling hangry, and we're focusing usually on adding more protein and fat. A lot of women think they're eating enough protein, but we're not. And um, people think like bodybuilders need a lot of protein, which is true, but also people who are very stressed out people who are elderly, people who are who have chronic illness actually need more protein to help provide the body with more amino acids to help help it build itself back up. When we're in a stress response, our body's breaking down our amino acids, right? And we're in a catabolic process, and so adding more protein to the mix can kind of shift that scale so we're we're back in that anabolic process where we're building ourselves back up. Okay. That, I think that that is so, so important. I agree with you. And, you know, most women do think that they're getting enough protein. They're getting nowhere near the amount of protein they need to help build themselves back up. At any point inside of the protocol, are you recommending adaptogens or are those often too much for people getting started? I was really curious. It definitely depends on the person. I would say if like, if you're a nursing mom, that's newly postpartum. If you're somebody that's very sensitive to adaptogens, you may wish to start with just one adaptogen and something like, I love holy basil or Tulsi. You can even drink an adaptogenic tea of it and super yummy and just very refreshing. You can sip on that throughout the day to support your stress response. So that's kind of what I might recommend for a lot of people who tend to be more frail or just on the beginning of their journey. And then for the average person, they may benefit from doing an adaptogenic blend that might have something like ashwagandha, rhodiola mixed in with some vitamins, Bs and vitamin C. Somebody who has low cortisol throughout the day and low blood pressure might benefit from adding something like licorice. We don't want to do that if we have high blood pressure because that can actually um, increase our blood pressure. I do have um, a list of adaptogenic herbs and I have one supplement that I might recommend that somebody do. I call it like the ABC blend where you would utilize the blend of adaptogens with the Bs and Cs, but definitely depends on the person. So you're kind of, I kind of give you like a main plan to follow. So it's not confusing, but then I'll have little notes throughout like, Hey, how to modify if you're like, you know, if you're nursing or if you're somebody that's sensitive. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was curious over the years, even for myself, you know, I, sometimes I find when people are so, you know, not only are they having, you know, 
adrenal issues, but also chronic fatigue, sometimes an adaptogen can kind of like bring them back to life, like from zombie state. So I was just curious and I go, I know that everybody's different. If you're pregnant or you're breastfeeding or you're newly postpartum, it's a no-go. But I mean, obviously everyone is case by case. And I know that sometimes those can be an unsung hero um, when we're really just so depleted. And then I'd love to talk a little bit more about safety signals, right? I know that the brain, what it's trying to do is say, okay, oh, mm -mm. like, no, that didn't work out for you last time. Let's not do that, okay? And so you can get a lot of those safety signals you know, depending on what your brain, whatever lesson your brain learned, you know, last month or last year when you were five years old. And so are there any other self-care techniques or strategies that we can implement that can help kind of preempt the brain and let the brain know it is all good. It's all good over here. I can operate in life without you triggering me up. <laughs> so definitely there's a huge nutritional component to healing and a huge that we can do a lot of supplements that support our bodies in their healing process. And I love that. Um, but there's also a huge lifestyle component to it. Part of it is like, you know, I talk about sending the body signals in a language that it understands, right? One of the safety signals could just be like our self-talk. Like, how do we talk to ourselves? I've worked with so many women where the things they say to themselves and the things they say about themselves and the things about their bodies are just so hard to hear. Like I've had women say, I hate my body or I'm fighting against my body or something like, you know, I like they mess up on something and then they're just beating themselves up for it. And, you know, that's going to put us shift us, shift us into that survival mode. Right. And so part of what we do is we focus on like positive affirmations and making sure that you're treating yourself the way that you would like your little child, like Kingston, if he did something bad, it's not like you would yell at him and say something mean. So don't do that to yourself or don't do that to like, you know, you wouldn't do that to your pet, your best friend, your baby. So treat yourself that same way. And I know sometimes it's kind of like, it can be a little bit of fake it till you make it because it can be challenging to repattern those thoughts. Just starting with some affirmations can be incredibly helpful. Like I deserve care. I deserve to heal every day in every way I'm feeling better and better. And also in some cases we want, might want to like work on rewiring why we have those negative thought patterns to begin with. Maybe it's the way that we were raised. Maybe it's what we witnessed our parents doing. I know, I think you and I had talked about this. I have immigrant parents and they worked really hard to give us a beautiful life. But also I learned that like working really hard was what I needed to do at all times, even to the, to my own detriment, like going through my undergrad in two years. Like, why did I do that in two years? I could have just taken four years. And then I went through pharmacy school in four years and I worked during that time and it was just constantly pushing myself. And I know um, I'm not the only person in the world who has had these kind of patterns and you do have to work on rewiring them. And usually it's some sort of therapy. I really like EMDR. I love EMDR as well. And I know that there's a lot of different therapies that people can integrate. And I'm sure that they're covered in the book too, of like, how do we start to unwind some of these unconscious patterning, these unconscious belief mindsets that could be driving our behavior? Is it ultimately true? You know, and I had the same mindset very much. So my mom came from immigrant parents and my grandparents had such an influence on us. And so it was always like, you have to you got to work hard all the way to the end. I'll, I'll never forget. It was a, a Christmas a couple of years ago. My grandfather was like 89, maybe he was 90. 
And my mom and my husband, Alex, and my sister, we all got there early. We were making a prime rib for everybody. Mind you, my uncles, uh, my mom's brothers, were not going to be there till four. So we decide, like we kind of set some things up and we go for a walk at the beach because my grandparents live next to the beach. And it's something we never usually do, but we thought, you know, we deserve, we deserve this little walk at the beach. It was a beautiful Southern California day. And we get back, it's like maybe nine o'clock or something, 10 a.m. And my grandfather is just livid, just angry with us. And and he's got nowhere to go, mind you. He's 89 years old, he's, you know, and we're the one making dinner or making, making this big holiday meal. And he proceeds to lecture us. And he remember him telling us, he's like, you know, you guys, you went off and you did this walk and you know, the prime rib isn't in the oven yet and it might 10 a.m. Okay. We got a long time if my uncles get here. And, um, and he's like, you know, you know, you know, if anything I've ever taught any of you, it's you do the thing that you need to do first before you go and do other things. And my, I remember Alex and I looking at each other and I was like, oh yeah, this is literally, this is the message through the lineage. This is legacy right here of like, you need to do the needful, like do the things that you need to be doing before you go off and gallivant and take a walk. And I'd, I'd argue as the, as the, you know, the kind of blood sugar queen that, you know, grandpa, we, we need to bl- balance our blood sugar before this big meal. But I remember giving him the business back and I was like, grandpa, like we're making dinner. The boys aren't going to be here for a while. I'm like, cool your jets. But I just, that was very much the, the mindset, you know, it's, so it's no surprise that my uncles have cardiovascular disease issues at a very young age. My mom has lots of trauma around burning herself into the ground. I obviously got that gene. I got that legacy. And I thought, like, this is where it's playing out. <laughs> like, it's right here <laughs> on this Christmas Day morning. And so, yeah, I think a lot of us can kind of trace back some of the, the things that were told to us um, when we were younger. And, you know, it, I, I really do believe they get to come up for review. I really do believe that you get to be, you get to ask yourself, is this, is this really true for me? <laughs> and most likely it's probably not like it just, you know, and it's a bummer if it became true for the people in your family, like that they operated in that way until they kind of burned out themselves. Right. And and it's, it's such a common pattern throughout, I think our modern society. And I feel like women our age or maybe within, you know, 40 plus they end up being part of the sandwich generation that has that mentality. And so you have young children that you need to take care of. And perhaps you have your elderly parents that you're caring for. And then you're also taking care of your house and you have a job and you have all these different like obligations that you need to do where at the end of the day, you could look at like your whole month and you did nothing for yourself, right? You like didn't like take that walk. You never did those things. So it's amazing when we can start shifting that. One of the things that I do in my program is I give women a prescription to do things they enjoy. And this is like kind of such a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. They'll like take all the supplements and they'll change their diet, but it'll be like, find the time in your day. Like let's create some, and we, I have strategies to like create space for healing, you know, maybe dropping some things or optimizing them that I've learned as as an entrepreneur, right? Um, and a mom. And then we like create and carve out some time to just focus on doing things that bring you pleasure, like going for a nice walk on the beach just for fun, right? Or just, it's going to be healing for you. You know, maybe you're not like some people even going on a walk, which should be a relaxing and pleasurable activity. They like might push themselves too hard and then they speed walk too hard and they're like trying to lose weight. 
so they don't stop and smell the roses, right? They're on a hiking trail, but like they're just going ahead and just giving yourself that opportunity. That's actually such a powerful way to shift your body from that survival mode. And I've got all this cortisol, I'm storing belly fat to like, Hey, I'm thriving. I'm feeling good. My metabolism is working and my body's repairing itself. Sometimes it's as easy as that, right? Yeah. You know, and it is as easy as that. I think it's just, you know, when it comes to, for two of us that are surviving workaholics and surviving, and who also are moms and entrepreneurs, there's so many times in the day where you get to check in with yourself and ask yourself, you know, because we're always faced with all these choices of like, so an example this morning, I had, I had an hour prior to kicking off and I knew that in my inbox, I had emails to approve. I had content to approve. I had all these things to do. And I had this hour. And I remember I was, I, I was walking into the house and I was like, I'm either going to turn and take this walk over to the beach, or I'm going to sit in front of that computer and just pound these things out. And I, this was my defining moment. Yes, I could have absolutely gotten all those things done. Yeah, absolutely knocked them all off my list in the hour before I had my first call. But what I chose to do, because I had that, it was like, I know I'm going to go on a 30 to 45 minute walk. I'm going to listen to a book that I'm loving and I'm going to look at the waves and the surfers and all that. And then I'm going to have, you know, maybe 15 minutes to kind of do a couple little things before I jump into, into the full day. Because my day back to back, I have meetings all day up until I get Kingston back. And again, it was that decision. And, I, you know, I sat on it for just a second. I made the right one for my little stressaholic Marisa, <laughs> you know, and it's going to be that way every single time. And I will tell you, I think over time it gets easier, but there's always going to be that decision that you're going to have to make for yourself. And it's going to be every single day. It's kind of like I, the same thing of like when we're feeling stressed and we're feeling overwhelmed you know, people ask me like, how do you overcome sugar cravings or how do you overcome late night eating? And I was like, let me tell you, you know, I'm, I'm as disciplined as, as some of the best people, you know, but there are nights where I've had a hard day and I'm just like, you know what? I deserve it. And you know what? My blood sugar doesn't deserve to get deregulated that moment. And, um, I have all these little, little hacks that I pull in place, but there'll be times where it gets easier, but there will also be moments where you'll kind of be put to the test of like, your survival system will come up and you'll have to like have these tools to check it. <laughs> so I just want to be real with people about like, yes, it gets easier over time, but you're still going to bump up against those beliefs. You're still going to bump up against those moments. And it's going to be that decision of, of choosing you and choosing the best way to love you over the thing that it's going to feel good to get the thing done. or It's going to feel good to eat the thingy thing, you know, whatever it is. But it's not going to be the thing that's going to be good for you over time. Like it's not going to be the thing that's ultimately going to serve your body. And so I just, I know that as a recovering adrenalaholic and a stressaholic that it's, these are, I'm constantly making these decisions that are moving me in the right direction. And I bet, I, I have a feeling your protocol really helps to address that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually talk about that. Like, so sometimes you have a perfect day and everything's going great and you could follow all the things and, you know, you get your walk in and you take your supplements and you're eating really well, but then like you have a day and somebody just pisses you off. Right. And so a lot of us kind of, when we're stressed or triggered, we go back to our previous coping patterns, which I know for me back in the day, it was like, I was, um, when I was in pharmacy school, I used to smoke. Right. And I would be like, somebody got me mad. I had a tough day. I would like 
reach out for a cigarette, which, you know, at, at one point I was like, I have to quit cigarettes because I'm going to be a healthcare professional. And so I had to come up with tools like trigger, a trigger toolkit is what I call it, where, okay, so I know there's going to be times that somebody, I'm going to have a tough day. Somebody's going to get me mad or something's going to happen. What is in my toolkit that can help me feel better in the moment, right? Um, for me right now, it's like I take an Epsom salt bath in the evenings if I've had a really tough day and that no matter how like a day I've had and let's say my son was sick or he like for a while he was teething or something was going on and um, I just feel like sleep deprived and burned out. Sometimes it's like just getting in the Epsom salt bath would help me relax myself. So I'd have less anxiety. My body would like the tension would go away. And that would just be help, like a really great tool for me. And so I have a list of various trigger tools that people can utilize from past participants in the program, as well as I do recommend that they tr create their trigger toolkit. Like when you're triggered, when you're feeling like, you know, you, you just want to call somebody and yell at them, like, what else can you do? Like, or something that takes you away from that thriving mode. Like, how do you, how do you kind of shift back? And like, what are some ways you can do that? Mm, I love that. I'm so glad that you're addressing that in the book, because I know that's where I find people. It's in the consistency that it gets really hard. Because I say sometimes, you know, uh, protocols like these, they can feel simple and they can seem simple, but it's in the consistency. That's where it gets hard. For people, it's like, yeah, I can do this for a couple of days and then, eh, you know, or I can do this for a week and then, ah, you know, it just, it falls apart, especially when it comes to these, these deeper drivers, these stress drivers, where we fall back into those habits of, you know, what we used to do to cope, which often wasn't serving us at all. So I'm so glad that you have that built in. Is there anything else that you're super excited about when it comes to this protocol that you can't wait for women to dive into? One of the things that I'm super excited about is that it usually takes just three to four weeks for people to see benefits. And I'm, I'm talking like 92% of people see improvement in their brain fog and more than 80% will have less fatigue and they'll have better sleep and less pain in their bodies, um, feel less anxious. They'll have more clarity. And this is from over 3,500 people that have taken the program and a big percentage of them did submit the kind of feedback results. But what I think I was super excited about as a, as a being a new mom and developing this protocol is that it doesn't require for people to like quit caffeine. I know I had a lot of people who were like, okay. And back in the day, I would be like, work with people and say, okay, to heal your adrenals, you need to sleep for 10 to 12 hours a night and you need to quit your caffeine and take these hormones and things, right? to really get stabilized. And that wasn't a fit for everybody. So some people were like, there's no way I can sleep. I have children, right? There's no way I could quit caffeine. I have responsibilities or like this actually brings me a lot of joy. And so the focus of the program really works on re-energizing the person before we start asking them to like letting go of their caffeine habit. And so for the first three weeks, people are just working on the program to build up their energy levels. And we do that with like mitochondrial support. We do that with adaptogens. We do that with like aligning with the circadian rhythm and boosting our oxytocin with all the pleasurable activities that we're doing. And then naturally people within a few weeks, they'll say like, well, maybe I don't need as much caffeine. And we go through an optional caffeine wean, which is like 25% at a time where you'll just gradually reduce your caffeine intake where 
I know back in the day, I used to say like, just quit it, you know, and that did not work very well for a lot of people. So I'm very excited that people don't have to like live like monks and they don't have to like lead like this perfect life to actually heal and feel really, really good. That is so, so positive and so really hopeful because yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me to give up caffeine, I would be like, "Mm -mm." and there's no way I could clock 10 to 12 hours of sleep right now. You know, I've got this little external, this adorable delectable external alarm clock and all the things that are messing with my sleep. And so I so appreciate that. And I do believe that there's so many things that we can do around circadian rhythm, right? And boosting our mitochondria and helping to replete the nutrients that we've depleted. And so I'm so excited. That sounds so in line with what I 100% believe to be true as well, Isabella. And what's so great about it is you have put this all in your beautiful new book. So tell me, tell me, where do we go and get it? Are you? Do you have some goodies for us? What's the deal, girl? Definitely have some goodies. So if you go to thyroidpharmacist.com slash ABC, I have a free guide. And these are the ABC, the fundamentals of balancing your adrenals. So how to replenish those nutrients, some stress reduction techniques, and just kind of kind of something to get you started on your journey. When people order the book, they can also have, they, there's recipes in the book, but I also have a two-week recipe guide for blood sugar balance recipes. So you can definitely get that. And um, the book is called The Adrenal Transformation Protocol. And it's a four-week plan to help people shed stress symptoms to go from surviving to thriving. And it's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and wherever fine books are sold. Nice. Thank you so much, Henny. It was such a pleasure to have you here on the show. I'm so excited for your book. I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy as well. And I just want to say thank you for creating this beautiful transformation that so many women are needing. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And thank you for always just being such a lovely person and for the amazing work that you're doing in the world. You too, girl. You too. If after listening to my conversation with Isabella today, you are just kind of gut checking, doing a body scan, and you're thinking to yourself that you've been feeling a little bit burned out or you suspect that your adrenals are struggling despite what your doctor had said, right? Because so many doctors just totally ignore our subjective symptoms of feeling tired, burned out, and maybe struggling with adrenal issues. What I highly recommend is that you go and get this incredible book that fully lays out her full protocol to heal your burnout, adrenals, and to help support so many of the other hormones in the process, right? Because when we know we are burned out and our stress response system is totally whacked out (laughs) due to the amount that we're dealing with every single day, it has a profound impact on our blood sugar, our gut, our liver, our menstrual cycle, and so many other hormones as well. So I'm going to have the link for the Adrenal Transformation Protocol for you to go and check out. And I also highly recommend going to get the ABCs of Adrenals Guide that Isabella has created. I will have the link for that, but it's going to be thyroidpharmacist.com slash ABC. Again, you deserve to feel resourced and to feel resilient and to feel like you've got energy to fire on all cylinders. We all do. And sometimes we need just a little bit of support from our practitioners or a book that really can guide us in that process. So again, I highly recommend you getting the book. I am reading it myself right now. I got an advanced copy because I know that there are some things in there that I can begin to implement today that can help me overcome this kind of little place of burnout that I've experienced in the last month. And, you know, it's really fascinating is that, you know, either it is that I notice it much quicker these days or that it happens a lot faster than it used to. 
But man, it's incredible how when a few small habits, well, really significant habits, they can feel small at the time, when they start to slip, how those things begin to add up very quickly. And so I just want you to just check in with yourself, give yourself so much grace and love and just have, you know, I always say extra grace required in these moments. Ask family members or a friend or a partner for help. That's one of the things I really had to get okay with. I realized, oh my gosh, I can't handle all of this by myself. I really do need support right now. And when I got that support, that literally last week, like things started to shift for me in a big way. So again, I hope this book is just an incredible resource for you to get you out of that place. If you're feeling that place, I'm really excited for it to be a great resource for me as well. And if there was anything inside of this interview today that supported you and served you, be sure to subscribe and rate the show so that more women can come and find it to become the CEO of their health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.